0: From the sandy beaches of Scarif to the sandy dunes of Tatooine, you are listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast with a focus on the Freemaker adventures. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Goins, and I'm here with my awesome co-host, Jonah Marie Macias. Hey, Aaron! What's up, Jonah? (laughs) It's been so long.
1: I know. It's been since last year. Last year was the last time we we recorded, so this is our first episode of 2017. I'm excited to talk about... Lego and catch up with everything that's been released since then,
0: yes, our last episode was our interview with Bill and Bob, the creators that some may call them and um <laughs> so if if you guys haven't checked out that episode yet, definitely go back It was a really awesome interview, and they kind of dropped some hints for us about a possible continuation of the freemaker adventures,
1: yes, and that was so much fun to listen to because it's you know you want the show to continue it's such a great story so you want to see what other adventures they land themselves in and it looks like yeah we might be getting a second season so given those lego sets that i mentioned earlier
0: yes lego sets that's the the other clue we got the we kind of got the hints from the creators in our interview that there was a season 2 coming but now that there's been a lego sets with you know the characters and new costumes, um, definitely indicates that there's going to be more Freemaker adventures. So we will talk about those sets in a little bit. But before we do, I just wanted to mention a few things. Um, Well, I don't know. What have you been building? We're supposed to be builders. Be a builder, right? (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) So you were so kind enough to get me a Christmas gift, and it was the... The ghost, the mini ghost with Hera. And that was so adorable. I have it sitting on my bookcase. And it was a very quick build. And Hera is amazing. So I'm glad that she came with this set. And uh, that's pretty much all that I've built, to be honest. I haven't spent too much money. I guess you could say I'm saving up money for Celebration and also for the upcoming Lego sets. So I definitely plan on getting more I just haven't had the chance to go out there and and get some additional and plus I don't have any room
0: (laughs) (laughs) that that does (laughs) that does determine things right like if you don't have anywhere to display it then it's kind of pointless to build it
1: yeah yeah like I have the scavenger the star scavenger and Nari ship sitting on top of my bookcase because it's like the only flat space that I have
0: (laughs) I actually had to take apart my star scavenger
1: did you? Yeah,
0: because they moved me at work. I had oh. this. I had this space at work that was so big, and I could I could have like literally ten Lego sets around my my desk at any given time. And they moved me to a smaller space. They they're trying this new you know open floor concept, smaller spaces, um, you know the way of the future business world, I guess. Mm. And so I lost a lot of my display space. Oh. So I had to uh, really cut down, and I only can pretty much display like two lego sets at any given time um so i kind of my plan is to kind of rotate them Mm. so i'm you know right now i have some of the more current sets i've been working on so star scavenger had to go back into uh into its box
1: so question when you deconstruct them do you put them into separate bags like how they originally came or do you just take it all and just put it in a box and it does and you'll just figure it out later
0: Oh, man, you're going to get me in trouble with the hardcore collectors here. <laughs> I, I actually, I typically don't even save the box.
1: <gasps> Aaron! <I don't> <laughs> I mean,
0: we'll talk about space. You know, if you save every box from every Lego set you've ever purchased, that's a lot of space. That is. In your home. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not, I've never been the type of a collector that I keep things like super mint condition, and I don't keep the boxes. Um, when I do deconstruct a Lego set, I don't even take it all the way apart. I just kind of take it apart in chunks. Mm-hmm. And then I just put it into like a, a giant Ziploc bag with the instructions, which I do save. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of have a big box that I have all these Ziploc bags with instructions in them. Um, yeah, so I don't yeah, I don't take them apart and put them back into the right bags and and all of that. I know people Poor do that. Shame. but shame. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, but yeah, Star Scavenger is down. For now, but maybe as celebration of the new season starting, I will rebuild it and put it up again.
1: Yeah, that sounds good. What current what's, what do you currently have up right now?
0: Um I got the so I got the U Wing, um, uh, which I think I had mentioned in a previous episode, but we didn't we never really talked too much about it. Mm-hmm. Um that was a really fun build. Um great minifigs in that one. And it's a really big, really big ship. Uh so that was a, that was a really fun one to do. And then I ended up getting that Turbo Tank, the one that one of the ones that I was saying was kind of you know one of my dream sets to have. Uh huh. Which oddly enough, I guess maybe it wasn't as popular as I think it is because it was on <laughs> it was on sale, and you don't typically see Lego sets on sale. And it, it was on sale <laughs> significantly on sale actually, uh, so I I picked it up at Target um, for like eighty dollars. It was originally a hundred dollars. Oh wow! So that came with the Quinlan Voss minifig.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: which if people follow me on Twitter, they probably saw me like posting pictures of all of that. But yeah, I actually haven't finished building it. I It's a six bag build. I'm on the sixth bag. Mm-hmm. And then I did recently pick up the, like the Sarlacc pit one that they just released with Han and Boba Fett and Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just got like a little mini Sarlacc and then like the desert skiff, one of Jabba's uh, skiffs.
1: Do you so, do you like reenact that scene and have Boba Fett actually come out of it, or, or is he just like gone?
0: <laughs> so I'm looking at it right now because I I did buy a new shelf for my bedroom um, where I am able to display a couple more Lego sets. So I actually have that set sitting right next to me, mm. and the way I currently have it set up is I have Han out on the plank, you know, like where he's about to be pushed into the pit. Mm-hmm. I have Boba Fett actually in the Sarlacc's mouth but he's kind of escaping, you know, so it's kind of, you know, does he make it? Does he not? Uh, So that's kind of the current setup right now. Uh, (laughs) uh, But it's, that was a, it was a fun build. It's it's a really small set. Um, So it's not, it's not like a real big skiff or the Sarlacc itself is even really small. Um, For the most part, I really like it. The one thing I'm I complain about on this set is the beak of the Sarlacc. Mm -hmm. The way they have you build it, it's not, it's kind of loose. So the, the beak, the pieces of the beak kind of don't fit together very well. They kind of wobble.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Which is which is not typical for Lego. Lego usually has like real sturdy builds, but uh, the way they had to do it. Now they have a cool little thing on it where you can kind of twist his one uh, tentacle and it makes the mouth like open and closed. So that's kind of cool.
1: Oh, that is cool. Yeah. But, yeah. Um,
0: but just that set has been great just for the minifigs because I mean, you get Han, Chewie and Boba Fett and it comes with a wee weak way guard. oh and nice. so you get four minifigs and three of them are like pretty major characters. so so yeah, that's my I have been a builder for the <laughs> past three months um and gotten a few of these sets.
1: very cool. yeah, I should do that more often, <laughs> <laughs> although my friend, my coworker, um mentioned that they have and I haven't looked into it, but they have this like lego tape that you can essentially tape onto any surface yes. and you can have either the minifigs or build yourself a lego set using that tape and i had no idea this thing existed and that when i was told about it i immediately thought of you i was like i got to get Aaron some tape
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes this is a yeah it's a it's actually a campaign on indiegogo Ah, where they're they're getting you know they're getting funding for it, but it's already been fully funded like eight hundred times. It's an <gasps> asking amount.
1: Whoa! Yeah,
0: they so it's obviously a really popular product. So I think they're going to start shipping in July for the that tape. So I actually did purchase two rolls of it already.
1: Nice. Um, <laughs> okay. Good.
0: <laughs> so you were you were correctly thinking about me because I was thinking about it as well. <laughs> um, yeah so that that looks really cool and i'm i have some plans for what i might do with that tape but uh yeah so i did come across that
1: <laughs> and then the next thing we have planned is star wars celebration is just around the corner so i'm excited to attend my second celebration which is which is this one for you
0: um let's see i this will be my fourth
1: oh wow cool
0: yeah so that yeah that's coming up uh, in just I guess less than a month now, like yeah just a few I don't weeks. like
1: to think about it too much really. I, know.
0: <laughs> I was you know how like whenever you have these events come up and you have all these big plans you're like, oh, I'm gonna make this costume or I'm gonna have this custom shirt made, or we're gonna get buttons for the podcast, and then you're like three weeks away, and you're like, I should have done this stuff already. Yes. <laughs> we don't have time anymore.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Time just flew. And my Cordy cosplay is coming together really well. I built the belt from scratch. I had this uh, faux leather, brown faux leather that I had uh, purchased uh, years ago. And I had used it for a Han belt. And I went ahead and I used the rest of it for Cordy's belt. And uh, it slowly... Uh, Actually, it's all done. The only thing that I need to fix is the buckle at the front, because um, I'm using these two pieces that are actually for like a cloak to close a cloak, um, and I don't have any way to actually close it properly. So it kind of opens up on its own. I'm like, well, I don't want my belt opening up randomly <laughs> in the middle of, it. um, in the middle of me walking around. So I have to find a way to keep it together and uh, otherwise i all of my cosplay pieces are almost done the only thing that i need to work on next is the are the goggles and actually paint those so that they look metal like and and that's pretty much it i mean it's the the best that i could do given a small budget and imagination so <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is that the only cosplay you're doing or are you doing anything else
1: it is the only one yeah, yeah. and i actually never really cosplayed For a convention, so this will be my first time dressing up as a character, and I'm sure not a lot of people will recognize me, which is okay because then I I noticed that when cosplayers uh, dress up, they get asked for pictures a lot. And I'm like, I just, I just want to go over to that table. (laughs) So hopefully, um, people will recognize me, but I can also get the the leisure of walking around. Uh, and having fun in costume so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I'm excited and and I'm I'm currently working on the card the business card that Cordy gives out to people so so I can't wait to have that and I also have a gift for you Aaron but I won't say what it is but it will I will hopefully have it ready by the time celebration comes around so I can't wait to give that to
0: you (laughs) oh man I'm excited now (laughs) Yeah, your your cosplay idea had kind of inspired me to possibly do a Xander cosplay. Just so we, I mean, I mean, if there's going to be Cordy, you got to have Xander, right?
1: Yeah, you got to have Xander.
0: <laughs> so I'm like, I'm on the fence. I, there's an I actually have already identified a number of pieces I would need. I know where I can buy them. I actually have a friend that does leather work, and so I could get some of the you know kind of the belt and the bandolier you know put together. He said he could do it for me in a weekend. Um nice. so I'm like oh, I'm like on the fence should I do it should I not like I really <laughs> like love the idea of both of us kind of being in cosplay uh but then I'm also not the type to like the attention that cosplay brings <laughs> so And then I get like, you know, kind of like, oh, did I not do it good enough? Or like the real pro cosplayers like looking at me like, what is this guy doing? (laughs) Oh,
1: you got to ignore those. You just got to have fun. Yeah. Like my cosplay is really, you can see that it's very rough around the edges, but you know, it was made with love.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, well, if I can put together a rough around the edges version of Xander, then maybe, maybe it'll work, but.
1: Yeah. And maybe I can do like a little felt doll of Rowan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or Roger, Roger, yeah. Yeah. You could carry uh, Rowan, I can carry Roger, or something.
1: Awesome.
0: But yeah, so we'll see. I'm not. I'm still on the fence about it. If I'm going to do it or not. Um, Some of the pieces that I identified that it would take to build are not super cheap. So Mm -hmm. you know, depending on how much money I'm willing to fork out, Um, and then if I can get up a nerve enough nerve to even put the thing on once I'm down there.
1: Can you imagine? Oh, that would be funny. I show up and then you're just in regular clothes. I'm like, what happened?
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, so as far as celebration goes, um, as far as Star Scavengers and our podcast, we we don't really have any specific plans representation-wise for like representing the podcast. Other than we did kind of apply for the podcast stage. Yes. But we applied late, so they yeah. may not even have considered us. <laughs> but if uh so that could happen, but we haven't heard back yet. Um we, I because we are both associated with the Jedi News group, uh you do a podcast with them and I write for them. Uh we will most likely have some time that we'll be at their table. Um, but we don't even know what the table number is yet or a schedule for when we'd be there either, so
1: yeah, I guess we'll tweet it out through the Star Scavengers account and you can keep up to date with that. And then either when Aaron's at the table or when I'm at the table, uh, we can meet up with each other at that table and then, you know, either make like a little mini podcast or have people come up to us if they want to talk about Freemakers. So it's yes, going to be
0: fun. Hopefully there will be a Freemakers panel.
1: Panel? So oh my god! So they can gosh.
0: announce season two maybe. Uh, something like that would be great. So yeah, Celebration's coming up. We don't have a ton of specific plans. They actually haven't even released the schedule yet.
1: No, they so. haven't. And I'm scared because I already have Ahsoka Lives Day set for a specific day and time. So Amy and I finally... Uh, Put the details together and it's going to happen on Saturday at 2 p.m. And I'm assuming that takes place after the rebels panel because it was mentioned that the rebels panel was going to take place Saturday morning. So um I'm nervous because now that I'm starting to put things down on, on a schedule, that I'm I you know my, what if it conflicts with a free makers panel or something? And I'm like, no, I don't want to miss it. How can I duplicate myself? <laughs> so here's hoping that the if there is a free makers panel, it's probably like on a Thursday or a Sunday even.
0: Yeah, that's always the fear when you when you agree to do something in an official capacity you know, for a fan site or for a podcast or even doing the podcast stage, it's, you know, there's always that risk of it overlapping with a really big panel that you want to attend as a fan. Yeah. So even if, uh, if we do get on the podcast stage, it's like, Oh my God forbid that it overlaps (laughs) with like the last Jedi panel or something, you know, like, do we just not show up to our own podcast <laughs> stage?
1: Oh my god,
0: we will be back with it forever. <laughs> Can we do a video conference into the podcast stage, <laughs> sitting here in line for the last Jedi.
1: <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be exciting seeing everyone again.
0: Yes, I cannot wait. It's one of my favorite things ever is to go to a Star Wars celebration see see all see all our friends and uh, just get to do all the Star Wars stuff. Um, Indeed, I did want to mention the podcast, the Star Wars podcast awards, which is a thing. Um, it's, I think, it just started last year that they kind of did this whole official podcast awards thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to mention that uh, you did get nominated for. I did like favorite fangirl host.
1: Yes, favorite fangirl hosts for Galactic Fashion and my. Rebels Chat Podcast got nominated for TV Review, which was really cool. Because I never actually vote for myself. So, Because, you know, some people do that. And that's totally cool. But I I never do. And so to see those nominations show up, I'm like, oh, wow, look at that. People actually listen to me. That's crazy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so since you got nominated as best or as favorite fangirl host... Um, in my mind, that's a nomination for all of your Star Wars related podcasts. So I think we got nominated.
1: Yes, through I like you. To think so as well. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was so I found it so odd that it was Galactic Fashion because I I mean I'm, there are listeners to that show, but I didn't think it was that popular. And so yeah, I I, I like to think that it's for all the shows, including Star Scavengers. So yay! <laughs> yes. Yeah, so
0: so for our listeners, head on over to and I should probably have the the website. Up but I don't so I'm forgetting the <laughs> the name of the uh the URL. Do you know it? Star Wars it's the, Podcast dot uh, Yeah,
1: Star Wars Podcast Awards. Com. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So if you go over to Star Wars Podcast Awards. Com, there is a place there that you can click to vote for uh the different categories. Um, I will just mention that Star Wars Bookworms also got nominated for Favorite Literature Podcast. So yay! if you're in there voting for Jonah, go ahead and jump over and vote for Star Wars Bookworms <laughs> as well. Uh, but yeah, it would be awesome to see um, Jonah win one of these awards.
1: That would be cool. I mean, if if, if there's one that I really, really want to win, it'd be the TV review because I love doing that show with my mom. And so I, I hope it that that turns out. But we'll see. We'll see. Yes.
0: <laughs> Um, And then, speaking of TV review, Rebels, the new episode of Rebels just aired yesterday, and I know it has nothing to do with Lego, but (laughs) we both love Rebels, so spoiler alert, because I think we may talk about spoilers for the next couple minutes here, but um, I'm guessing you watched it like three times already?
1: I did, of course.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was so crazy, I wasn't expecting, so we're talking about Twin Sons, which is the... The latest episode of Star Wars Rebels, if you watch that show, you've probably already seen it because it was maybe the most anticipated episode of the season. Yes. In my mind, I think it was. Uh, kind of surprising they didn't save it for the finale.
1: <laughs>
0: but, um, so you've probably already watched it, but if you haven't, uh, maybe skip ahead five minutes just to be safe because we're just going to squee about it for a little bit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what were your thoughts in comparison to the marketing for this episode and what actually turned out in the episode?
0: Um, it, it was definitely different than I expected. I think, you know, when you see something like a confrontation between Obi-Wan, Ken- Obi-Wan Kenobi and Maul, you're kind of thinking, wow, this is going to be this big epic thing that's happening. And then the way it happened in the episode and it, you know, their confrontation was really quick it was definitely not what I expected, but then, you know, you're like, Oh, okay, I get why they did it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. You, know, you have your
0: fanboy side that wants this like big epic battle that you can remember forever. But then you have kind of the more like um, I don't even know what the other side is, but you know, kind of a more like <laughs> grounded logical. More logical. Like, you know, yeah, more
1: logical side.
0: Um, and appreciate the storytelling side of things and being like, Okay, they I'm glad they didn't let me write that episode because they did much better than I would have. <laughs> You know, I would have been having them like have this twenty minute battle in, in the desert, you know?
1: That would have been the whole episode. The it's whole, only twenty two yeah, minutes long. It just
0: starts and they're already fighting and you're like, How did we get here? Who wrote this?
1: <laughs> and then at the end, Aaron coins. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I love this episode because everyone else is hating on it. So.
0: <laughs> really? I've and, I've seen positive reaction for the most part. Oh, of it. Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe I follow the right. Very people. positive.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and the reason why I mean there's a lot of fan People out there who aren't seeing the logical side of it, so that's why I, where I go in terms of the hashtags and whatnot, I see a mixture of the two. It's pretty much fifty-fifty. People who are like, "I can't believe that it was only four seconds long," or the other people are like, "Oh, that was such a great uh, ending to that to that story." So I, I loved it, and I know some people had complained about how Ezra had taken up most of the episode, but I just really loved the comparison to Luke and R2 finding Yoda. You know, it was the Padawan, the apprentice finding uh, the master. And I, I I loved his journey. And he's so obsessed in his own way with trying to defeat the Sith, trying to defeat the Empire, that it took um, him trying to find Obi-Wan and him talking to Obi-Wan to realize that his place isn't here. It's out there with his family, his crew. And, and he convinced them in a way. Obi-Wan convinced them that what he saw was what Maul wanted to see. So in a way, it was kind of like you're telling this kid that the, the, what he's, what he saw, which is the truth, isn't really the truth and I was like, "Dang, you Obi-Wan." <laughs> <laughs> so, I really I really enjoyed it. It was such a great episode overall and I plan to watch it over and over for who knows how long.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good and I mean the th- the thing about, you know, people maybe being upset that Ezra took up so much of the episode this is, you know, it's Star Wars Rebels. The show is about the ghost crew. And that mm-hmm. it would have been kind of disconnected if you had the entire episode focus on Obi-Wan and Maul. Because they're not the focus of the show. Um, you know, the ghost crew is. So when you have Ezra and Chopper going on their journey and most of the episode is focused on that. That's what makes sense for this show. Yes. Um, so I was completely okay with it uh and even chopper being there you know there was some comedy relief that i actually enjoyed yes Uh, it was pretty clever comedy and you got to see kind of even a moment of uh emotion between ezra and chopper where chopper shuts down and ezra's Mm. there like kind of like apologizing to him like oh you shouldn't be here i should have done this alone um yeah i i thought all of that worked really well and then you get that quick confrontation between Obi wan and, and Maul, which to me makes complete sense. You can't have Obi wan Kenobi who were just what maybe a year out from A New Hope at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe a year and a half, maybe two.
0: You can't have him be this like you know acrobatic swordsman and then and defeat Maul that way, and then show him in A New Hope where he's yeah. kind of just doing you know, the the more deliberate, slower moves, you have to have a progression towards that. Yeah. So I think it makes a lot of sense that you don't see, you just see this very deliberate, like, mastery move where he just takes him down in one shot. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, wow, that to me was almost as effective as seeing him do all the, the acrobatics.
1: Yeah, yeah, I really love that you can tell that he's evolved and Maul hasn't because he used the same exact move against Qui-Gon. So that was just fantastic. The fact that Obi Wan's in a different place altogether and Maul was just never changed. It was he's just fixed at that point where he lost everything.
0: And I found I know neither of us are huge Maul fans. I know you you, you kinda talk about how you don't really like the character that much.
1: Dang Um, Maul.
0: I think he's a great character. Um I don't like him as a bad guy or I don't like him, you know, in universe because he's a bad guy and he's, he's always the one trying to hurt my, you know, my good guy people. Right. So I can't be a <laughs> fan of his. Right. But, uh, in this moment, I, f- I felt bad for the guy. I felt like, man, he, he has had this journey where he was taken away from his family as a, as an infant and twisted. Yes. And so, you know, he didn't have a lot of chance to turn out to be a good guy. And, but in the end, where, you know, he's kind of there in Obi Wan's arms, it was not what I expected, though, the way they ended it. I was kind of expecting a, a more, maybe violent end to mm. to him, in mm-hmm. that he just dies and that's it, and Obi Wan walks away. But the fact that we actually have this intimate moment between the two characters where he's like in Obi Wan's arms and he's like, is it, is it, is it the chosen one? You know? Yeah. And, and Obi-Wan's like, yes. And then he's like, he's... I forget the the lines. He will avenge us. Yes. And I'm like, oh, wow. There's connection right here between these two characters. Dark and light. And I surprisingly felt really bad for Maul in that moment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was very interesting for him to... For us to see that he does recognize that in a way, he and Obi-Wan have been wronged by the Sith. And... Uh, it was just beautiful, the way that and poetic in a way that they kind of had a common ground in that moment, and 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 that was it. And I, I like that that was just a fitting end for him. I think he's finally free, and that's the hope I guess that he was looking for. Uh, the hope that he will finally be, uh, um. I'm not going to start crying for Maul. Please stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I already did that yesterday.
1: <laughs> right? No, but I still get emotional about it. Yeah, the the fact that he's now free and that there's hope for the future that the Sith will be eliminated Um. through this one individual that he's protecting, that Obi-Wan's protecting.
0: Yes. So, yeah, I Damn was really happy with it. it? <laughs> yeah. I was really happy with this episode. Um. I'm happy that they've... You know they've kind of ended Maul's story now. He seems to keep popping back up. I'm pretty sure, you know, this is it, this is it for him. Yeah. Uh, it makes sense the way they ended it that there wouldn't be any sort of a resur- resurrection at this point.
1: No, 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 not at
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I don't have a Rebels review podcast, so this was my version of the, the review for this episode because I really <laughs> wanted to talk about it. Um, so I'm happy that... Uh, we had the, the chance to talk for a few minutes about it
1: sure thing yeah and I hope maybe they can release a an older oh well no they have a older Obi-Wan obviously but maybe like a set of that who knows
0: <laughs> yeah like a Tatooine confrontation set
1: yeah we have
0: the two of them <laughs> and then maybe even have uh you could have Ezra and Chopper there with it on a back.
1: Yes, the uh, more Season 3 Ezra, because I don't think there's a Season 3 Lego for him. Uh, it's just there's only Kanan with his with his mask. So.
0: Yes, yeah, I came across that set, the ghost set, yesterday when I was at the store, and I was really close to buying it just because of that minifig with Kanan in the mask. It looked really cool.
1: Yeah, and Thrawn's in it too, because it's the Phantom set, right? Yes, yes, yeah, that's, yeah. did I say ghost?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I meant Phantom. Um, <laughs> yes, so the yeah, those two minifigs are in there. It's a... Uh, it's like a $40 set.
1: I yeah, think. yeah. So
0: it's a little more than I was like, ah, 40 uh, maybe, maybe next time.
1: <laughs> and so moving on to the event that happened earlier this year, which was Toy Fair New York, there were several Lego sets that were unveiled. And it was an exciting day. We were all freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> And there were two sets out of the i think there was about thirty or so sets that were shown that day um uh, and there were two sets that were pertaining to the freemaker adventures and the first one is the arrowhead, and that's about seventy seven hundred and seventy five pieces for about ninety dollars and What were your thoughts about this particular set
0: um i'm well first off, I was just excited because. It was a FreeMaker Adventures set, right? And we, <laughs> we've only gotten a couple of those, um, and they're they're both based on season one. So now that there is there are new ones, this is a a nice indication that we're going to get more episodes of FreeMaker Adventures. So that was kind of my initial reaction. Um, but then just looking closer at the sets, um, yeah, it's it's a new kind of Starfighter. Which I'm curious to see, is this going to be one of the, like, a Xander custom job? Or is this, like, (laughs) a regular, you know, ship that's around? But, um, yeah, it's a really cool, cool cool-looking ship. And since there's only two of these sets that came out, it's like, I feel like I just have to get them both.
1: Yes, I have to get both because Xander and Cordy are in one and then Rowan is in the other. So, I got to get both.
0: (laughs) Yes, and Roger is in this one with Xander and Cordy, right? In the era. Yes.
1: Roger. And a character that was introduced in star Wars rebels quarry. Yes. So that was really cool to find out that this character from rebels, which was the wings of the master episode with Hera flying, the B wing prototype. And now they're in the free maker adventures. And that was so cool.
0: (laughs) Yes. He's the, uh, the the mon Cal or mon Cala yes. or mon calamari or whatever version we're using to, to recognize their species <laughs> um yes the the shorter version of admiral akbar
1: yes that's the shorter a, version for people that
0: aren't you know up on the species names but yeah that was that's so yeah that's an interesting thing that he's included because now there there will be that connection and i and i know we had heard some some hints previously that there might be some connections to rebels of course, I was hoping that it would be more of the main crew of rebels that would show up, but um, this this works too.
1: <laughs> but at least there's the connection, you know. The Corey you knows Hera, and Hera, by that by that extension, they kind of know Hera. <laughs> right,
0: right. So we're getting we're getting closer for uh, Free Makers to have some sort of a canon impact, right?
1: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, and then the characters also have new outfits. And my my the first thing that I picked up on was Cordy wearing green pants. I was like, oh man, she's sporting the green pants. I've not, I've not seen this at all in Star Wars. Um, but actually, Rowan wore green pants in season one, oh, yes. so it's it's interesting that they uh, use similar colors but in different uh, locations. I guess in this case, the pants.
0: <laughs> yeah, I so it's the season one costumes. I felt like they felt more like you would expect people that are working in, you know, or as mechanics in this garage, like what the Freemaker Adventures did, their outfits kind of fit that vibe. Yes. But these new outfits in season two, they look more, a little bit more adventurous. You know, they look like. Yeah,
1: more rebel Yeah, so
0: it's, <laughs> I hope this is an indication of them kind of breaking, breaking free of, of always being there in the Freemaker Garage and, and kind of becoming part of the Rebellion, maybe a little bit more officially out on adventures. Um, I think that would be cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, and in the season one sets, they were carrying mostly tools, mm-hmm. and Roger had his cup, and in this set, they have sort of like these grappling hook blasters, and uh, Roger has his own blaster. I'm like, oh man, that's such an upgrade that escalated very quickly.
0: From coffee cup to blaster. <laughs> yes. That's, that's the, his next book. That's what it's going to be titled.
1: Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, that's five mini figs for that one set, and that's about $90. And that second set is the Tracker One, which is 557 pieces for $70. And this is the one that includes Rowan, the Emperor. And who was the other? Oh, and this character, I'm not sure who this character is. They look like some sort of uh, inquisitor, but they look also robotic, droid-like. So I'm interested to learn more
0: about that character. at least on the box art, it says an M-OC hunter droid.
1: Yeah, that's what it is. But it's
0: carrying two lightsabers, two red lightsabers. And it does have a very inquisitor type like helmet look to it, mm-hmm. uh, so it does. Yeah, that's an interesting, interesting thing to, to have some sort of a probably assassin droid um, that's using Jedi weapons or, or Sith weapons. So um, curious to hear the backstory on that one.
1: Me too. And the Emperor has his lightning bolts, his zappity zappity. <laughs> <laughs> and and Rowan looks more o- Luke to me. More he has like the gold jacket and sand colored pants. So I, I thought that was a very cool uh, connection there with his blue lightsaber, which I think is the same lightsaber that he took from Nare. But it'd be cool if he had somehow constructed his own. But I don't think so. He's probably not that advanced. <laughs>
0: He's got, like, the white helmet with the goggles in the on the box art. Yes. Uh, yeah. But not his hair, His you know, his hair that we've gotten used to seeing. So, I'm like, I hope it comes with both. Yes, he so does can... actually. Yeah, he does okay. have it. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, because that would be kind of weird if he just had that helmet all the time.
1: No, no, yeah, you can swap it out. Yeah, he in the display that I'm looking at, he has his hair on and the helmet is on the, the floor beside him.
0: Ah, I see. Um, the ship design on this one's interesting. It's it's almost like a Tie Fighter with the three wings mm-hmm, kind of look, mm-hmm. like a tri-wing kind of ship. It'll be interesting to see how it how you how it situates. Like if you just want to kind of display it,
1: right? Um, yeah.
0: But I think I like the Arrowhead more as far as a ship design. Mm-hmm. But it's it's definitely a, a kind of a unique design here.
1: Yeah, I think someone yeah, someone had said that it looks like the Thai Phantom starfighter from Legends. Okay. So, they might be borrowing some of it, some of those ideas.
0: Right. Yeah, it does it kind of it's reminiscent of of ships we've seen before.
1: Mhm. Mhm.
0: But the wings are real long. They almost like I'm I'm imagining it as like someone that builds Lego. I'm just kind of ima- trying to figure out, like, how sturdy it's going to be. The the wings are so long, it's hard for me to kind of imagine it not being a little flimsy. Mm. But um, it'll be, this will be an interesting build.
1: Yeah, it, it's definitely one of those things where I'm not sure where to put it now. Because it looks so wide and, and looks like it takes up a lot of, not... Just uh, surface space, but airspace
0: as well. (laughs) I wonder if those wings adjust at all. Maybe like oh,
1: maybe yeah. It looks like like they do. How
0: how the U wing wings can kind of go back. Mm, Uh, So mm -hmm. they typically build that kind of stuff into these type of sets. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. So those will be coming out in June. Those two. Okay. Yeah. So here's hoping because rebels because FreeMakers was introduced during the summer that we might get some that it might come out. At the same time as the as the show, so here's hoping. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, so there were there were a few other sets that were uh, displayed at Toy Fair as well that kind of caught my eye that I hadn't seen before, um, and this isn't a exhaustive list of everything that was shown there, but I did want to bring up a few. Uh, so they're they're going to have a Darth Vader transformation set,
1: nice, <laughs> which um,
0: actually comes with a minifig for Darth Vader and comes with a minifig of like battle damaged Anakin. So you get like both. <laughs> Why is that funny? Poor... Because...
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I can see his image on the, on the uh, cover of the box. And it's just so funny to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're laughing at poor Anakin's injuries.
1: Oh, sorry, Anakin. You brought it on yourself though.
0: <laughs> You're not the chosen one anymore. Um, yes. Yes. So that set looks kind of interesting. I typically don't buy the the sets that are more um, like almost like a playset type, as opposed to a vehicle. I I mm-hmm. tend to enjoy the vehicles more. Uh, so I don't think this will be one I purchased, but it, it is it is an interesting one. Um, they did also show a Republic fighter tank, which we're going all the way back to, you know, uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I, that's one thing I like about Lego. They they don't on, only focus on the current stuff, you know, they'll they'll go back and, and release sets for, you know, movies that have have been out for a while. So Republic Fighter Tank comes with a a um Sakura minifig, which is pretty cool.
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, I wish the clone trooper could have oh clone trooper well gunner, that's just uh, his role. Not but his yeah, name. I wish it could have yeah, I wish it could have been his name. I forget his her trooper that she had during the Clone Wars, it uh, Bly
0: was, was she? Bly, yes, yeah.
1: Commander Bly. Thank you. <laughs>
0: yeah, now I'm, I want to pull up an image. Now, does he have the yellow armor? Um,
1: oh, yeah. yeah, I think he does.
0: Oh, so we'll just say that's Bly. Yeah, we'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they do. They'll they have um, characters where they don't name them. For example, uh, when they did the little mini X-wing, a set, mm. and it came with a, a pilot and the pilot's uh, helmet markings matched Snap Wexley so, oh. but on the box it just says pilot but everyone knew it was Snap Wexley based on the way the character looks so sometimes they don't put the names on there because I think they're, they know their audience people that are buying these sets aren't people like me and you a lot of times that are versed in all the names and stuff And so they just put you know a more generic name but for the people in the know um, we can identify some of these characters
1: cool cool
0: so I'm gonna call. I'm gonna say it's Bly. Why not?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with that one too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Raftar Escape is another one that's from The Force Awakens, obviously. And then actually, my favorite maybe of the stuff that was shown, the one that I'm more likely to build is the Jakku Quad Jumper.
1: That's cool. It really does look like a cool thing to display and put together.
0: Yeah, I think that mostly just. Be- I know they don't ever use this ship, you know, in the movie. It's just kind of there, but i just really think the build looks really cool it's got those big those four big engines and um, it actually comes with ray finn um, and bb-8 and then you Mm -hmm. also get one of unkar's thugs and a first order trooper so i mean it's a, a good variety of minifigs and three major characters from the film so that that's probably the one i'm the most excited about of the stuff that i saw from toy fair outside of the freemaker stuff
1: Quad jumper is also one of my favorite words that Ray says. Quad jumper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that so I'm looking forward to these starting to hit the shelves um so I can spend more of my money.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, that's in addition to the Lego sets, there's also going to be A few books are coming out. Actually, two of them are already out. Um, The one of them that's already out is the Quest for the Kyber Saber, which is an activity book that comes with a minifigure. So I thought that was neat. And I think the minifigure is like an Imperial uh, officer. And uh, (laughs) that's funny because there's two reviews and one of the reviews says that it's actually really cool, but they got it and it was damaged. So... I guess yeah and, and Amazon does that from time to time I've gotten books where they've been damaged I'm like no what happened uh, but it, the, the the activity book itself is something that would interest little kids who are into Freemaker Adventure so if you're interested uh, I would recommend checking it out and the brief summary is relive all of the humor and action of Lego Star Wars in the fun filled activity book includes mazes matching code breaking puzzles plus a buildable Death Star Trooper minifigure So that's one book that came out in December. And the other book that's currently out is The Amazing Book of Lego Star Wars, DK Lego Star Wars. So I thought that would be interesting for fans of Lego Star Wars. And uh, it includes, obviously, um, like uh, activity and information of Lego sets and Lego minifigures like Maul and Ray, and... All these other characters that we know and love.
0: And apparently, it comes with a gigantic poster.
1: It does, That's yeah. What it says
0: on the cover of the book. <laughs> the, the thing, like, my son, as, as he's getting older, is getting more and more into the Lego stuff. Um, so every time we go to the store now, he expects that we're going to buy some sort of a Lego set. Of <laughs> um, course. <laughs> and he could usually talk me into it because I want to build them just as much as he does. Mm. Uh, so, but now I'm like, oh man. They have all these books that are kind of more kid-focused that I would, in the past, be able to be like, you know, that's a cool little book, but I'm not going to buy it. Well, now <laughs> I have a son that, that is in the right age range, so I'm like, oh, great. Now i got to buy all the adult stuff and the kid stuff. i going to completely break the bank. I might not want him to know these exist.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the pages fold out, which is great for that kind of um interaction between a child and the and the book so uh, it looks like fun to to get at really so i might get that for myself <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're always and, fun to have on the shelf
1: yeah yeah and the, finally the the next book that's coming out is coming out in June 27 in paperback form And it's the Freemaker Adventures handbook. And the description is, the world of Lego Star Wars The Freemaker Adventures is full of faces and places both familiar and new. Who better to take us on a tour of this exciting new adventure than Freemaker Cordy and her droid, Roger. From characters like Grabala the Hutt and Chewbacca to faraway places like Cloud City and Muskanata's Fortress, this handbook has everyone and everything from the world of the Freemaker Adventures. Plus, bonus story, the return of the Kyber Saber. when the final battle comes down to rowan and nare plus includes a poster (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i I thought that would be cool to get i'm interested to see whether it's sort of like um like a not a novel but a independent reader type book that summarizes some of the, the adventures that they went through for season one so, yeah, I'd love to get my hands on that one and just include it with all my Star Wars Rebels books that are for kids of that age that entertain me as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of really good um, Lego books out there. A lot of them are published by DK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's And there's some that are even just Lego Star Wars focused um, that have come out in the past that, you know, as I'm... Getting back into Lego Star Wars, I'm like, oh, I missed I missed some of these books that came out even years ago. I know mm-hmm. I, I came across this one called the the Lego Star Wars Character Encyclopedia.
1: Oh, yeah. Did that come with a minifig?
0: Yeah, it came with a – it's the Boba Fett um, – Prototype. Prototype, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, books like that where I'm like, wow, that would be really a really cool book to have. Um, and I'm pretty sure you could probably still find it um, relatively affordable. But, yeah, so things like that, I definitely want to start adding to my library.
1: I'm amazed you haven't. I, like, you hadn't had gone into that because it's Lego and it's book focus, And, you know, you running Star Wars Bookworms, I thought you'd get your hands on that stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, with as much stuff that comes out between books and comics and junior novels and so much you know, all that stuff, I it's know, like yeah. some stuff definitely falls to the wayside. And um, the the Lego stuff we hadn't ever really focused on. Um, I think we've only ever reviewed one Lego Star Wars book on bookworms, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, it's becoming like, like we have discovered, um, now that we do this podcast, it has renewed my love for Lego. Mm -hmm. And so now I am becoming more obsessed with Lego. So these books will be be, become part of my library eventually. Uh, (laughs) it's just a matter of time (laughs) as I seek them out.
1: Yay. So, Yeah to wrap up i guess i am excited for a potential star wars freemaker adventures announcement at celebration and the summer because of those lego sets so it's going to be a fun year for lego freemakers
0: yes yes crossing my fingers for that announcement at star wars celebration and um, i cannot wait to be there in, in like three weeks Oh, man,
1: don't say that. It and gets we're... me nervous every time.
0: <laughs> we unsuccessfully searched the halls of New York Comic Con for uh, Lego minifigs. And so maybe at Celebration we can do something similar.
1: Yes, yes. And hopefully there will be more official kind of minifigs there. So Maybe um, Lego I will have a page. booth.
0: I don't know. Maybe. <gasps>
1: They should. I don't see why not.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you would assume they would have... Because the Lego had a booth at New York Comic Con, but it wasn't Star Wars focused at all. They no. were they were really focused on the, the superhero girls uh, thing that was coming out at the time.
1: Yeah, and that um, little girl was taking all of my yellow <laughs> Lego pieces. <sighs> the nerve.
0: The nerve. <laughs> Children. <laughs> all right, well, I guess we probably will do another episode around celebration maybe a recap of celebration maybe we'll do some audio from celebration i don't think we have any specific plans but we'll we'll kind of make some more specific plans as more information about the event comes out Mm -hmm. sounds good hopefully you'll be hearing from us soon with our excitement of the official announcement of freemaker adventures Um, and it will be sooner than three months you can find us on itunes um, if you like our show and you haven't reviewed it yet, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes leave us a nice five-star review. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Starscavengers, Twitter at Starscavengers. Send us an email, scavengers at gmail.com. And you can find all of our episodes on our website, uh, www.starscavengers.com. And don't forget to vote for Jonah on the uh, Star Wars Podcast Awards. Go do and that, like work. right now. And book <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go As soon as you turn this off, go over to the website and vote.
1: Go do that, yeah. And until next time, be a builder and don't mess with the Freemakers.